Okay, folks, welcome back to the Truth Ranger podcast. This will be the September 28th, 2021 edition. Welcome aboard. I'm your Truth Ranger, Richard Tucker. Kind of wonder how you've been doing. Are you uh, winning your battles, slaying your dragons? Is everything working out for you? Are you able to see through this confusing time we're living in? Are you seeing uh, the light? Are you being the light? Okay, right up front, this is where I put my little disclaimer in, because I'm not here to offend anybody. And I want to tell you right up front that my podcast, my material, everything I share is meant for the body of Christ. This is meant for those who have come out of or are coming out of man-made religion. If you are still in the church system, if you are content there, you will not like my podcast. I am here to share the truth of the body of Christ, and the body of Christ is no religion. So I'm going to tell you right up front that if you listen any further, you'll probably be offended. So from here on out, that will be your choice, not mine. Okay? I'm going to take a little break and give you time to turn me off, shut me down, delete me, unfriend me, whatever you want to do. But when I come back, we're going to share some truth. I hope you come back with me, okay? Be right back, folks. Hope you are, too. Well, folks, glad you're back. And if you're back, and if you're gone, I'm glad you're gone. (laughs) I'm here, and if you're hearing me, you are here. Okay. Today we're going to do a little short podcast. going to clear up a few loose ends that I've uh, apparently left hanging, not purposely, but here we go. Okay. Got an email recently from a gentleman that I really like. Nice guy. But he's in a false religion. Now, which false religion? It doesn't matter. If you've listened to me any time at all, you know that I'm what I'm going to say next. I'm going to say they are all false because none of them represent the body of Christ. Jesus founded no religion whatsoever. None. No matter what name you stick on your door or above your door or on your little lapel pen, it didn't come from Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus created no religion whatsoever. So, setting that up front makes everything else easier to understand. This gentleman's a nice guy, great guy. Can't help but like him, but he's got the religious hook in his jaw big time, and it's like a lifelong thing, and I understand that because I was there. Not in his same cult, but I was in a similar cult because all religion is a cult. It doesn't matter. We look at it from a perspective like this one's worse than that one, this one's farther out than that one, but it doesn't matter because they're all counterfeit. Christ is the only reality. And when I say that, I mean Christ the person, not our belief in Christ, not what we've been told about Christ, not what we go and hear about Christ, but what Christ is saying to us in the present is the only reality. Nothing else is real. 
religion is all man-made illusion. Okay. The guy wants to know why I'm picking on his religion, and I really wasn't. I pick on all of them. And I really don't pick on any of them. I just tell the truth that the body of Christ is not any religion. And of course, those with religious spirits and proclivities find that uh, upsetting. They get angry. That's why I do the little disclaimer up front. I'm not going to apologize for that. It's not my purpose to offend anybody, but if you're offended, that's a choice you made. You know, there's some people that aren't happy until they're offended. Seriously. They get up in the morning and they look for a reason to be upset. It's like that's what gets their engines running. If nothing else, they'll go kick the dog or something. Just the way people are. I don't understand it, and I've been the same way, but thank God for the deliverance that comes with the body of Christ. Okay, <clears throat> going to go into a little scripture here. Second Corinthians 2.17 Wherefore come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Okay, this is going to dovetail into some more scripture here. I don't use a whole lot of scripture because I don't want to sound like a preacher. I'm just an old man having a conversation, and I hope you're comfortable with it. I don't want you to feel like you're in the pews and somebody's screaming and yelling at you. That's not happening, okay? Just a conversation. We're going to look at a concept here. Well, it's more than a concept. It's a reality. And I'm going to say it this way. <clears throat> when the hands touch the holy thing, the holy thing instantly becomes unholy. Now, keep that in mind while we go further here so it can kind of make sense to you, what I'm trying to say. Okay? Let's talk about a gentleman named Uzzah. I've talked about him before. Second Samuel 6, verse 1 through 23. I'm not going to read it all. I give you the reference so you can. The reason I do this is so you can look back and decide whether I'm correct or not. You don't have to take my word for anything. Dissect it, study the scripture, and decide in your own mind. I'm not here to be your leader. I'm a fellow follower. Okay? I'm just sharing what the Lord has shown me. I'm not trying to convince you of anything. This gentleman that sent me the email that's upset with me thinks I'm attacking his religion, and I'm not. I'm just lifting up the body of Christ, which attacks his religion. There can only be one King of Kings. There can only be one Lord of Lords. Only Christ can be exalted, and when you exalt Christ, everything else is abased. All false is abased. All counterfeits are exposed when you raise up the genuine. It's just the way it is. Okay, in Second Samuel, you'll read it. I'm not going to read it word for word. But we know about the Ark of the Covenant. The presence of God was in the Ark of the Covenant. This is under the Old Covenant. This is in Old Testament times where the law was still in effect, so forth and so on. has nothing to do with today except in principle. Okay. <clears throat> they were trying to transport the Ark of the Covenant. They weren't doing it right to start with, because later it came out that this was not the way God wanted it done. But that's beside the point. Okay, verse uh, 6 here. 
And when they came to Nacon's threshing floor, Uzzah, remember Uzzah, put forth his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it, for the auction, oxen shook it. This meant that the ox became unstable and Uzzah was trying to save the ark of the covenant. Sounds like a good man. Sounds like somebody doing God's will, doesn't it? The ark was going to fall, and Uzzah reached out to stop it from falling. Okay. Verse 7. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah, and God smote him there for his error, and he died by the ark of God. Whoa. Let's backtrack here. Here's a servant of King David, still under Judaism. The Ark of the Covenant represented the presence of God, was the presence of God at that time. They were transporting it, and the ox started to stumble, and it appeared as if the Ark was going to fall, and this gentleman, Uzzah, reached out and touched the Ark trying to stop it from falling. I didn't even say for sure if he touched it. It says he, he put forth his hand to the ark. And what did God do? For the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah, and God smote him there for his error, and there he died by the ark of God. Whoa! How could that be? How could this even be the same God that sent his son to the cross to die for us? Okay, we're going to develop this. Because at this point, we've got to look at this situation and think, our father God to be some kind of monster. Here Uz is trying to help the ark from falling and zap. God kills him. Can you believe that? Well, it's true. Okay, we'll go on here. What we're trying to develop here is the reason, the reason man-made religion is so evil. I don't know how else to say it. I don't like to offend people, but there's no other word that fits. Because here is the concept. The ark was the holiness, the presence of God at that time. Doesn't apply today, but it applied then. See, ages do change. Covenants do change. Everybody gets mad at me and says, Well, God doesn't change. No, God doesn't change, but he changes things. Things change. Ages change. Covenants change. That's the old covenant. Now we're under the new. So when you play the tapes to me and you're you're sending me scripture, you know, just leave that part out. You know, when you're trying to rebuke me publicly, because it just doesn't work. Here is the Old Covenant. This is how God looked at his presence on earth at the time. That when, even with good intentions, Uzzah reached out to try to steady the ark so it wouldn't fall, he was struck dead by God. God was angry. How in the world does that make sense? Okay, let's explain this. The ark contained the presence of God. Contained, because at that point in time, God did not 
openly reveal himself. Later, he would incarnate as a man and come to earth. But the ark was holy. The ark had the presence of God. Now, here's what I want to tell you. Uzzah wasn't a bad man. He wasn't. You kind of read this and you kind of feel bad for him. He wasn't a bad person. He didn't do a bad thing. I'm going to tell you that if I had been there, I would have probably been Uzzah. Because if I saw the precious ark getting ready to fall, I probably would have tried to stop it. But God got angry and smote him, and he died. Why would that be? Here it is. Now, this is a concept that only the most mature of us will be able to grasp. You won't be able to comprehend this if you are carnal. It just won't work. The reason for God's anger was because the hand of man cannot touch the holy thing or it instantly becomes unholy. Instantly. Sounds a little crazy? Let me explain to you what really happened here. The ark looked like it might fall. Uzzah tried to stop it. But what we need to learn is that, what we need to understand, is that the ark, if it had fallen and hit the ground, would have been better than a man touching it. Does that make any sense? you got to really think about this. It was the very presence of God. And the ground was more holy than the hands of the man. Think about it. These were people in the Old Covenant. Christ had not come, even though they were probably our standards good men. They had no business touching God with unholy hands. Because once you touch the presence of the holy... With unholy hands, it becomes unholy. Okay? Let's think about this in a broader aspect. The Word of God. Today, I am probably beaten. Have you ever been beaten with the Bible? Now, I don't mean somebody actually beat you with the book. But have you ever been beaten with Scripture? I think you probably have. I am every single day. All the people that come out against me because I'm showing the truth of the body of Christ, beat me with Scripture to try to justify their own man-made religion. This is what all religion has in common, okay? Not picking on one particular one, but this is what they all have in common. They are all originated by men with Antichrist spirits, by men or groups of men, and this group of men all recreate God in the image they want him to be, and then they worship the idol they have created. Whether it's an actual idol you can hold in your hand, or whether it's a, a doctrinal thing, whether it's some belief system, some their own Bible they've written. There's just some crazy stuff that goes on in religion. But what they have done is touch the holy with the unholy hands. And what has happened? What has happened? Even to the very word of God, what happened? You know there's been nothing that's been interpreted, reinterpreted, translated, mistranslated, totally misused, totally mistaught, totally misunderstood more than Holy Scriptures. 
Where is the original? What does it mean? As a political operation, the scripture was canonized and religion, joining with politics at the time, check this out, don't take my word for it, <clears throat> the religious leadership joined with the political leadership at that time and canonized scripture that it wanted to be included. It's true. You may love the word of God, so do I. And I, I use the word of God. But we cannot pretend that it hasn't been tainted, it hasn't been misinterpreted, mis mistranslated, and misused. Because it has been and it still is today. Every single religion, every single one, bases its existence on its own private interpretation of Scripture, and that is unscriptural. The Word of God says it's not subject to private interpretation, but every single religion does this. Okay, so even back then, the political leadership, the religious leadership got together <clears throat> and they tainted the word of God. They canonized scripture that they wanted in. They left others out. There is all kind of scripture that should have been in the Bible. All kinds. But it was left out for their purposes, for religion and politics. Religion and politics go together because they're both antichrist. I hope you're beginning to see this. We are living in a day where it's becoming so obvious that even some of the religious people are having trouble denying it. That's why they, they tune in you know, to badmouth me. They watch my stuff on social media and they read it and they dissect it and they argue back with me because it hurts them. It's pricking them to know that there is some reality to what I'm saying here. Religion and politics are brothers. They're Antichrist brothers. So they got together, canonized the scripture they wanted, and left the other out. Now, it would take forever to go back through the records and say, well, this should have been in, and that, that should have been in, and all that, and it's not worth the bother. My point is that we are not dealing with anything here but the unholy hands of a sinful man touching the holy. That's what happened with Uzzah. That's what happened with religion. Religion touched the holy word of God and totally made it unholy. Totally. So now we have translations of translations of translations. We have mistranslations. We have lost scripture. It's just crazy. But that's what religion does. Religion destroys everything it touches because it's antichrist. The purpose of religion is to keep you from Christ. Now, we don't believe that because we've been raised to think, oh, you need to do this, you need to do that. It's like a list of things you have to do to please God. God's pleased with you. God knew you. Our Father knew us before we were placed in the womb. He knew us. Our spirit is eternal. He knew us before we were ever placed in the womb, and he was pleased with us, and he's pleased with us now. Religion will tell you no. Right now, some of you are thinking, yeah, but. There's always a big yeah, but in every crowd. Now, some of you are thinking, but this, you know, I do this, and I've done that, and I've done this. God knows that. You don't think that the, the creator 
that knows everything in this world doesn't know what you've done? Do you think you've disappointed God? How could you when he knows our days from first to last? How could you disappoint him? How could you even surprise him? See, people give themselves a lot more credit than they deserve. Okay, let's think about this. <clears throat> so, it seemed unreasonable for God's anger to, to be kindled against Uzzah when it seemed like Uzzah was doing the right thing, but that's exactly what's happened today. God's anger is kindled against people who think they're doing the right thing. These aren't bad people in religion. Okay, here, in religious circles, in man-made religion, organized religion, there are two sets of people. There are people who are honestly deceived. They've just bought the junk. I was one of them for a long time. Then there's people who are the deceivers. I was one of them. So, when you are the deceived or the deceiver, you're so deceived you don't know that you are touching the ark with unholy hands. You don't know that you are tainting the body of Christ by your dividing it. Tens of thousands of man-made denominations and religions, Protestant, Catholic, Baptist, Lutheran, Mormon, Jehovah's Witness, you name it, it doesn't matter. The body of Christ was never divided. The true body of Christ, and it isn't today. What we have today are the remnant, the restoration. I'll explain more about that. But the restoration is what God is doing, not what man is doing. God is calling his true family out of the harlotry of the religious system, out of all the little divisions, dismembered bodies, and back to himself. Not some organization, not some belief system. Okay. Okay, Ephesians 5, 25 through 27. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Okay, we got to back up and do this again. Notice the emphasis. <clears throat> Husbands, love your wives even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Verse 26. That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. Verse 27. That he might present it to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that it should be holy and without blemish. Okay, here's what I want to tell you. If you notice the emphasis, it's on he, him, not us. We're not here to purify the church. We're only here to be the body of Christ. We're only here to be the church. Christ is the sanctifier. Christ is the washer. Christ is the cleaner. Verse 26 tells you that he might sanctify and cleanse it. Not us, not some hierarchy religious organization, but he. He lives through the body of Christ. We're not talking about religion. Religion bases its existence on a board of people. It has some self-appointed prophet somewhere telling it what to believe. It has people writing sermons. But that's not the body of Christ. The body of Christ is ministered to 
by Christ. Don't take my word for it. Read it yourself. Ephesians 5, 25 through 27 talks about how husbands should love their wives and how Christ loves the church. He sanctifies us and cleans it. He might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Okay, let's talk about how the holy thing becomes unholy because it is touched by human hands. Remember the story? Remember Uzzah? Not a bad guy. Probably a great guy. And he, he will probably be in heaven. It doesn't say that he was sent anywhere bad. God probably loved the guy. But he touched the unholy, the holy thing and would have made it unholy by touching it. Been better off if it hit the ground. Okay. Fast forward that to what's happening today. The Harlot Church system is taking the holy body of Christ, chopping it up into tens of thousands of pieces, replicating it, claiming it to be the body. Everyone claims that they are the right one, but none of them are. It's the truth. Okay, but when we get into the book of Ephesians here, it tells us plainly that he, meaning Christ, verse 26, will sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. Who cleans it? Your bishop, your pastor, your Sunday school teacher, your guru, the pope. No, no, no. He, the he here is Jesus Christ himself. Not any man, not any group of man. Verse 27, that he might present it to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that it should be holy and without blemish. Okay. What are the spots and wrinkles? What are they? They are the fingerprints of mankind. They are religious damage. When the bride is handled by the unholy, filthy hands of religion, it is blemished and it is wrinkled. It has spots. That's not the bride Christ is returning for. Read it yourself. Don't take my word for it. Ephesians 5, 25 through 27. Christ is coming back for a church, a bride, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. You might have been blemished. But the restoration is taking place. Religion has nothing to offer us except wrinkles, spots, and blemishes. Everything religion touches. Back completely up. Back way up. Back to the, the word of God. Being canonized, being changed, being mistranslated. Go to the, the Ark, the Ark of the Covenant. And look what religion did. With good intentions. You know, in, in the religious circles, there are wonderful people. They're great people, and I believe they really love God. But they don't understand that they're deceived. That's the key to being deceived. If you're deceived, you don't know you're deceived. But once you see you're deceived, if you stay with it, you eventually become a deceiver also. Okay? What are the spots and wrinkles that will not appear on the bride of Christ? The spots, the wrinkles, are the fingerprints of mankind. We do not need 
religion, we only need Christ, read it yourself. He will sanctify. He will cleanse. He will present it to himself. He will. Not your bishop. Not your pope. Not your televangelist. Not your guru. Whatever religious little circle you come from. It's totally, it's totally unholy. And when it touches the holy thing, it comes, becomes unholy. Do you understand? The restoration is the age we are living in. People have a hard time dealing with this because they don't want to give up Egypt. They don't want to give up their comfort zone. They're comfortable in their little clan that they think keeps them in touch with God, but it doesn't right here. God, Jesus himself, is doing the cleansing and the sanctifying. There's no group of men. You know, you can sing and shout hallelujah. You can roll on the floor. You can go through some boring liturgical garbage for hours at a time. You can say Hail Mary 93 million times if you've got breath enough to do it. But it's not going to do any of this. Everything that has to be done to purify the body of Christ, to prepare the bride, is done by Jesus Christ. Verse 26, that he might sanctify, that he might cleanse. Verse 27, that he might present it to himself a glorious church not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing. He's going to present us. We're not going to clean ourselves up. No religion is going to clean us up. They can't even clean themselves up. Religion is so crazy. It's divided against itself. Oh, I'm getting carried away. I didn't mean to get this long into this, but I just want to share with you. I want you to understand. I'm not here to attack anyone's religion. I feel bad that you're still in Egypt. Some of you are. Some of you keep listening to me even after the disclaimer. You really do, because I can tell by the things you say on social media or the emails. The email address, by the way, is truthradio at mail.com. Truthradio at mail.com. Just keep it coming. I, I like to get them. I like to see what you're, what you're going through here. But here's the bottom line. The Father is restoring the body of Christ. He doesn't need, he does not need the harlot. He does not need the harlot. There is no more religious monopoly on your salvation or your sanctification. Read it yourself or your cleansing. Verse 26. He, he will sanctify. He will cleanse. All we need is Christ. And in reality, all we have is Christ. Everything else is finite and perishing. And we're seeing it take place, okay? Well, folks, I hope you enjoy these little get-togethers. Hope you get something out of them. If you got something to tell me? Tell me. Truthradio at mail.com. I'd love to get your emails. Till next time, I'm going to back out of here. I hope I haven't irritated too many people, but hey, I'm just telling the truth. I'm the truth rancher. I have to do that. It's my job. All right? Remember, the unholy thing. Don't touch it. What is unholy? Anything that touches God with unholy hands destroys it. The word has been messed up. The church system has been messed up. And some of you have been caught up in it. Some of you are struggling now because your mind is receiving enough to know that religion cannot hold you anymore. You're looking at the border of Egypt and you're hearing the call 
and you might even step one foot over the line out of Egypt into the wilderness, but you're kind of afraid to take that next step. Take it. Take it. Take it. You'll never be sorry. Enjoy the wilderness experience. It's much better than the bondage, okay? Hey, this is Richard, the Truth Ranger, going to back out of here, and hope you all have a wonderful week. I'll get back with you as soon as I can. God bless each and every one of you, and I appreciate you putting up with this old man in his squeaky chair, okay? God bless. Love you all. Okay, this is a Truth Ranger Richard backing out one more time. I enjoy our little conversations together. I hope you do too. I think the next episode we're going to get into another series. We're going to get away from man-made religion. We're going to talk more about the body of Christ. You know, when you lift up Christ, all the Antichrist spirits come against you. Some of you probably know that. Some of you have probably been through some of the situations I have and I'm going through now, quite frankly. Brothers can become enemies when the Antichrist spirit gets involved, just the way it is. You know, Jesus told us in Scripture that there would be a day when we would be delivered up by our own relatives and friends. Think about it. All right. Love you, praying for you, appreciate your prayers. Truthradio at mail.com. Drop me an email, and we'll go from there. God bless. Get with you next time.